The Business of People with Lizelle van Rijn. Welcome back to The Business of People. I'm your host, Lizelle van Rijn. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking to entrepreneur Kanye Babuma, the founder of Ikaya Brewery. We're going to be touching on a lot of subjects, but most particularly in this episode, you're going to be hearing his experience as a small business based in South Africa on just how difficult it is to try and get your product across the border into a neighboring African country. We're going to be talking about... um, touchy subjects, I suppose, like uh, corruption and bribery, the things that we're not supposed to talk about, but they happen and they are real. Kanye talks us through his experience that happened pre-COVID, but touched on sort of the edge of COVID. And I think um, if you're an aspiring exporter of goods in South Africa, I think you're going to want to hear what he has to say. Um, As always, please like, share, subscribe, um, let us know what you think, um, send us your questions and and comments, and uh, we look forward to having you back with episode two. I'm very excited to be sitting here today with my friend Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Kanye has just come back from a hiatus and a hideaway up in the Eastern Cape, which we're going to be talking about in a minute. But thank you so much. Thank you for, for doing this. No, thanks, Lizelle. Thanks for having me. It's been it's great to be back in Cape Town. <laughs> the it's been great. a while. How long were you away for? Um, I think it's about a, just close, approaching a year now because... Wow. Uh, Dude, I can't even, it's 2021 now. It is 2021, yes. I've left December. We made it. December 2019. Holy shit, okay. So it's, yeah. That's so. right, because I didn't see, no, but hang on, you were at our December party, were you not? When I was like um, in my Arab uh, silk. <laughs> my, uh, my Arab sh- Oh man, that was outfit. epic. Actually, no, that was a different party. The, oh. I can't remember. So you left in December? Yeah, I left in December. Okay, um, no, then you weren't at that party. Yeah, I was away in December, then I was there promoting, I was promoting um, beer down in the Eastern Cape, yes. trying to rally up some um, some uh, Drakha followers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and build some so community. for those of you who don't know, and I'm going to post links and lots of descriptions, but uh, uh, Kanye is one of those rare breeds. He's actually, he's a proper, proper entrepreneur, which means he's done like what you and I might do in a year. He's probably done in a month. Um, <laughs> then every time I see him, it's like, you know, he started a new business or he's doing something else. So um, Ikaya Brewery yeah. was the main focus. Obviously, lockdown has... Uh, Pause this. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's a massive speed bump. Yes, um, and so the last time I spoke to you, you had a massive Zimbabwe order. Zimbabwe order. I had um, secured some. Um, I was on a mission actually, just to get a lot of business from the Sadek. Yes, so, yes, 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 yes. So okay. I was going after Zimbabwe, um, yeah. Namibia, Botswana, yeah. um, some Mozambique business, and uh, working on some uh, Tanzanian business as well. And then, when Swan, as, as I was preparing for that, and then lockdown happened. Fuck. Crazy. Like, and then this was going to be, like, all those um, um, orders were going to be, like, life-changing for my business. It was going to be, like, you know... I mean, totally. Even the Zimbabwe order, that was a sizable order. There yeah. was how many pallets? It was uh, 15 pallets. 15 pallets 15, of beer. 15 pallets of beer. It was just, like, a game-changer. It was more, more beer than I was doing locally. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it never got to Zimbabwe. I no, it never got to Zimbabwe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit. Zimbabwe is, it wasn't a, 
and it's you know it, it's going to continue to be um, a maze to kind of um, maneuver myself through. Even without COVID. Even right? without COVID, yeah. because just getting stuff in and out of Zimbabwe is a hassle. Nobody knows. What okay, so for, so for those of you listening that are that are sort of toying with the idea or playing with the idea of of uh, you know exporting, because we've all seen now that uh, South Africa has joined with a bunch of other African countries in this free trade. Uh, agreement, which is great, right? It means that we can produce our goods and we can actually, you know, export our goods to the rest of our African neighbors. Um, so <laughs> for those listening, you know, give them a behind the curtain kind of insight into just what a shit show that actually is. Oh, it's a massive one. Um, so what Africa is trying to achieve is what the US has always had. Like, yeah. um, basically have almost kind of like free trade um, between the countries and kind of have like a... I think this is called NAFTA, right? The, the NAFTA trade agreement? Is that the one you're talking about? Mexico, Canada, United States? Not that one. Oh, not that one. Okay. No, I mean like United States as in the excluding Canada and... Oh, I see. Okay, and got Mexico. You. So got like you. Got you. trading the between the states, okay. yeah. Okay. So we should be able to kind of like you know, go to Zimbabwe and anywhere else in Africa without, without needing a, a visa. You would think. Yeah. So what has happened is it's all like as in the laws have been passed. Yep. But um, none of them have been implemented. So like you can't, you still have to follow, um, you know, typical foreign trade um, agreements and all that kind of stuff. So all the taxes still need to be paid and nobody knows what taxes like so yeah so do. so okay so re let's rewind for a second so in your your scenario so you, 15 pallets right mm -hmm. so how did that zimbabwean business approach is it a bar is it a liquor distribution company who was it so it's a it's a another fellow entrepreneur fam okay. family though um it's a family that has a string of hospitality businesses like so okay. large, large a lot of lodges Okay. Um, and guest houses. Nice. Which, you know, they all stock. And, and Jawaha is a perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah. And they all stock and sell booze, like just any, like sure. any other guest house. Um, so they could take like one massive order that we're going to be, they were going to be distributing in, with, within their group of businesses in the hospitality space. So I think one of the mistakes that I did, you know, to secure the business, <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted the business so bad, I was like, you know, um, I quoted them that I'll do everything. Like, they just have to pay one, they'll have one invoice and, wow. form, and then I'll deliver the product in Zimbabwe. As opposed to, you're supposed to say, you know, you, I'll invoice you for the product in South Africa. And yes. Then, then and you, you figure out. You figure out how The logistics of how you actually get it into Zim. <laughs> Because now what happened was is that everything was easy on my side to sure. get it to the border. Yeah. But when you get to the border, um, the, the, that's where the law ends. Yeah. That's where back pocket stuff starts. starts. And how um, real is that? I mean, we've all heard the stories of back pocket stuff, but how, how real is it? It's real. How in your face is it? It's very in your face. Really? You yeah? know, it's not even backhand. It's in your face. Wow. Um, and the horrible thing about it is you can't budget for it because you never know how many hoops you're going to have to jump. Exactly. You know, so it's like... 10%, 12%. Exactly. 
Exactly. So you can't be like, um, I'm going to send a truck up <laughs> full of beer. <laughs> and um, What I'm could possibly go wrong? I'm going to give this guy an extra, you know, thousand dollars to to bribe his way all the way. You know? Not not some dollars. <laughs> no. USDs. Yes, yes, yes. So um, you can't. So That's crazy. And the moment you run out of money or you don't have, like, as in they can either take your stock or, you know, arrest you. Sure. You because don't. they, yeah, because they can. And it, it, it wouldn't even necessarily be, I mean, I'm assuming, it wouldn't necessarily be for any moral or ethical reasons. It's just because, you know, fuck you, yeah. didn't give us our money. Because they can. So, as in, um, Zimbabwe wow. is the, way, the worst, like, um, well, out of the countries that I've been to and, and know. Uh, I don't know what happens in Nigeria and all the other countries, but, you know. We've heard stories. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite bad. But I think the rumors and the whispers are, are yeah, I, I, they're not unfounded in many cases, probably. But, it, yeah, sure. So did you end up making the 15 pallets? We made it. Oh, my God. You actually made all that Everything beer. was ready. Like, as in... And timeline. When are we talking now? This is, uh, this is before the end of last year. I, I think the majority of 20, the second half of 2019, I was trying to, to get the beer. So you're sitting with 15 pallets with a beer, which has a shelf life of... Nine months, nine to <laughs> months, you know. Um, sure. But what happened was, obviously, I just ended up redistributing the beer in... Okay. Um, um, locally, in the yeah, country. I yeah. had to kind of ready up that business and whatnot. But, you know, I still kind of have to figure that out because I still, I still want that business. Well, we all do, right? I mean, it's like the, the ideal would be... Uh, yeah, that it would just be a seamless process in a way. The same isn't ideally what I what I want to see happening. You know, very soon after mm. COVID is the same way I can put stuff on a truck from Cape Town to Johannesburg. Yes, with like no paperwork, like taxes yes. and all. That. Yeah. Is the same way I want to be able to just put stuff in a truck and send it to And you should be able to. So my friend actually works in import and exports, um, mostly exports, for the wine industry. We were talking about it yesterday. And, um, I mean, that, that process does exist. If you wanted to, if you were a wine producer and you wanted to send, I don't know, a few pallets of wine or whatever, mm -hmm. however that, those quantities work, and you wanted to ship that to Australia or the UK or whatever, that's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Of course. But doesn't what happens is does don't they do it through like um a brokerage and middlemen? Well, yeah, so that's what she does. So 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 yeah. So you take your pick. You either pay the fee that you have up front <laughs> that's uh deductible mm -hmm. and uh you can declare to SARS, to Uncle SARS at the end of that financial year, yeah. or you take your chance with a bribery. Which yeah. is either gonna happen or it's not gonna happen, I guess. No, I think we need one needs to go with like the um, the clean routine. I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I, I understand the nature of the, 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 the sort of desire of the entrepreneur to want to do it all themselves or to certainly be in control. Um, but I, I, I did see behind the curtain in when it goes wrong. In other words, when gov government and, yeah, I mean, COVID and this pandemic is an unprecedented thing. Just Nobody could have... Another thing, I just, just yes, what I can go, think about. Go, 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 go. just hear cop cars going Yes. <laughs> um, another thing was, with Zim, that's tricky, is that you can't get money out of them. Yes. Like, electronically. Yes. You know? I've so heard this, yeah. That's another hurdle that one, yeah. you know, um, I had to be paid in South Africa. Fuck. You know, Standard so Bank or something. 
I think Sunderbank is a partner in Zim, are they not? They are, but still, it's like... They can't get the money out? They can't get the money out. You is that because the money doesn't exist? I don't know what they, you know, um, how their banking system works and like, cause I'm not well versed with the money markets. Um, but what I do know is that if you're trying to pay, um, send money out of the country uh, through the bank, you know, um, as a civilian, it, uh, it gets held up in the bank for like months on end and sure. just never gets anywhere. And then by it sitting there, the the inflation and whatnot just loses just wreaks havoc yeah, yeah. It just loses value loses value so everybody carries cash in them yes most guys yes um, so the best way to I mean I've heard stories and you, you know people sitting literally on the side of the road um, dealing in dollars mm. in that and that and because the dollar is the only thing that you know what the sort of pinned value of is, right? And mm -hmm. and I think that's the problem. I don't, um, but Zimbabwe is not alone. Uh, Angola's in the same... So we used to have a guy here at Cape Town office, O'Klish, uh, from Angola. And uh, what, a, what an amazing, dynamic entrepreneur this guy is. And his business was uh, called MedTour. It was about... Um, medical tourism, essentially. Okay. So, so medical care in Angola isn't the best. Mm -hmm. um, and so... As it happens, a lot of affluent, because there are a number of affluent people that that, uh, that live in Angola, and they would sort of prepay and book their medical procedures in, in a country like South Africa. Right. And so Oklish, on this side of the border, would sort of help them with that process. So it could be anything from sort of post-operation recovery, accommodation, car hire, maybe mm -hmm. you want to go do some sightseeing, and safari, whatever. Yeah. But... Uh, the, the the biggest impediment to his business was trying to get the the money out of Angola into South Africa to pay, and he would he he would tell me stories that would just make you think that it's 1930. Um, no, honestly, like these these individuals in Angola would need to apply for permission from the government, and then they could only pay certain amounts in increments or installments, mm -hmm. and then that those amounts would sit with the Angolan Reserve Bank for any number of months, mm -hmm. and then eventually some of it will filter through to the suppliers. But it's a very controlled... And they can't just take cash out of the country as no, well. No, not even in their own currency. And actually last, uh, in 2019, when we flew to... Portugal, uh, we flew Angolan Airways, which is very exciting, highly recommend. Food was fantastic. Mm -hmm. The coffee, though, was fucking awful. But anyway, um, and you, we had a sort of a four-hour layover in Luanda. Mm -hmm. Couldn't pay for anything in Luandan airport in Luandan currency. It was only dollars or euro. What? Yeah. And so wherever you would go and want to pay for something by card, no, sorry, cards, machines, cards offline. Sorry, sorry, card machines will fly. Sorry. This is in the airport. Dollars or euros. Yeah. 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 And crazy. they can name their price. Okay, so how much of those 15 pallets did you... You sold all of it, presumably. Um, or no. how much, how much so of it I think, went... I think... I can't remember <laughs> the figures now, and I don't know how much I want to disclose. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair um, enough. But... Um, to answer your question, I, I sold most of them. I managed to sell most of the pallets. Um, I lost some of the pallets because uh, due to expiry 
expiry dates on shelf life stuff. And, but had some beer left over for level five lockdown. Um, Personal consumption only, people. Personal consumption, you know. Um, friends and family, friends and family. Sanitizer for the insides. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, Kanye once, when he first started brewing Joacha, he brings some bottles, he's very proud. He comes over to the office the one day with uh, a few bottles. And it was about, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon, I seem to recall. And out come these amazingly beautiful branded bottles of Joacha Lager. And of course, I start handing them out. And uh, it was about three quarters way through the bottle. We started reading, very blurry reading, <laughs> as to how much the percentage of fucking alcohol was in this beer. And I remember Pete looking at me saying, fuck, man, I've got a client call in like <laughs> 10 minutes. I didn't know that this was so strong. So, yeah. yes, I can well believe that it does legitimately clear out your insides. Sanitize. Yeah. So, okay, so yeah. that was quite a journey, right? So Joachim's on pause, Ikaya's on pause right yeah, now. So it's not, it's not, you haven't bend it entirely, yes? Yeah, so Ikaya for, yeah, to date has um, been on pause. So it's been about 10 months now, um, with the lights off. It's been an interesting 10 months. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to still put some, <laughs> put some food on the table. Uh, um, but it's been incredibly frustrating as well being, sure. you know, um, um, forced to kind of, you know, put it on hold, um, purely because it's just one of my biggest passion projects. That's mm. like, I'm really passionate about what I'm doing. And it was really and successful. Yeah. It was kind of steadily growing in the right direction, you yeah. know, um, starting to become rewarding, you know, it's been. You know, um, we had just finished five years last year in the trade. And um, for those who know, it's, it's incredibly tough. Like, it's a tough life of being an entrepreneur and building something great. Um, so five years is a real badge of honor, man. Well done. Yeah, five years and still going, you know. Still haven't given up. No. Uh, we're going, you know, we're going for the next five years uh, sprint. And I think um, if there's one positive thing that, like, this whole pandemic has done for us is to, you know, just to be able to, um, you know, clear, clear up some air, get some new creative ideas. And most importantly, it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's taken away a lot of the competition. <laughs> it certainly has. Yeah, it's taken a lot of, away a lot of the competition, you know. Um, Although we're not celebrating in the misery of others. No, no, not no, at all. No, but no, it's no, just, no, 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 no. you know, it's, it's created like... <laughs> Secretly, yes, yes. Um, and it's also, you know, um, broken down a lot of barriers with like the the big monopolies as well. So it's almost um, uh, it's gonna be um, a clean slate for everybody, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a matter of. I agree with that. You know, who's got the most amount of money? You know, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's who who's still around. Yeah you know, who's managed to get through it and who's got the best um, strategy and plan on a way forward as well, because, you know... Um, but you and I both know, right, that one of the key, um, yeah, components uh, of a strategy is a timeline. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's most frustrating, is that this fucking virus um, and, 
you know, the sort of ebbs and flows of it and the waves of it, as it's known, um, doesn't actually give you a timeline. We have no idea how long. <laughs> no, it's, 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 we have no idea how long, and hence, that's why I'm saying it's like, it's changed the whole playing field, because at the end of the day, um, we have to relook entirely at what um, product we're selling, is and how we communicate that from, you know, you know how the history of liquor, so it's gone from um, from being medicinal to being a food source, uh, being an energy drink, to being a drug. You know, I think we're at that stage now. I don't know if it's a drug now, I guess. Where are you? <laughs> where, where are you on that sliding scale? You know, so, um, so for me, it's always been um, a, as in what my business is all about, it's, been, it's always been a, just a tool um, to, to communicate message. It's always been a tool to um, represent who I am, who we are. Like, it's always been a cultural. Oh, yes, of course. I didn't, yeah. I didn't uh, elaborate on that. So for those of you, that, you know, who don't know, um, can you explain what Jawaha is? And what it means. So Jocha is my clan name. It's one of the beers that I've got. Um, uh, and I've got another one called Lamini. And Lamini is my mom's clan name. And um, the whole idea behind the Kaya Breweries was to kind of build a, a brand that houses, um, that's a home for like, you know, all the African clans. Um, where we, you know, we tell the story, um, or at least try to, you know, um, create a platform where people can tell their own stories about who they are, where they're from, and um, um, and instill a sense of pride, you know, in that using a called a social tool, um, which is liquor. Um, uh, to tell, to kind of um, encourage that conversation. So for locals to kind of reinstall that sense of pride, because I feel like we had lost it um, to the West, and for the Western world as well to kind of um, have a, um, a reliable source of information as well, like when they right. want to know more about you know, the African culture. It's a positive bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's so. In a nutshell, that's basically what Akai is about and what I do. Um, and to continue, like where I was from, just before uh, I explained what my my business is about, is to the way forward is continue with that message because um, it doesn't really have a negative connotation to what I'm doing. And we'll con- so I'm going to continue to try and promote that. Um. I love that. I, lo- I really do love that. I think yeah. it's it, it's it's on a par with me to what um, France is to wine or champagne. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than just the substance in the bottle. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and I and I totally agree that the positive messaging, uh, the reinforcement of that positive messaging. Uh, around and encouraging the storytelling and the positive storytelling of, mm-hmm. yeah. 